With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the Matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone. The prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So sit back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Hello, welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong, and I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about um, heaven and hell uh, and our prognosis on where we think uh, people belong because of their certain social status. Uh, I um, got to get rid of the ums. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, we believe that because someone 
have, holds a social status that they are in a much better place. Actually, we believe everybody's in a much better place when they die. And in Hebrews 9.27, it says, It's appointed for a man to die once and then to judgment. And uh, Romans chapter 6, it talks about grace. And I believe that grace, uh, well, back then, the Romans believed, uh, and the Christians back there, that there was, this book was written to the Romans, believed that, uh, some of them believed that grace was something to be trampled on. Meaning that if I'm living in sin, then I can certainly be excused from my practice of sin. So, should we practice sin that grace may abound? And that is the question that Romans chapter 8 had asked. And the Bible says, certainly not. So, in other words, what God is saying is that and what Paul is saying through the Holy Spirit is that we cannot sin just to be sinning and think that God is going to excuse us. Um, so how we live our lives at the end does count. Now, we look at Whitney Houston or we look at someone who has passed away, John F. Kennedy or whoever you want to say through the time, and I love both of those individuals, that's why I use them, is that um, because you have some type of a status in society or because you have a certain amount of money that uh, godliness will be uh, given to you or permuted to you or um, you will be excused because you hold some status. Now, the percentages are very good. Um, for certain individuals who are, have died in our recent time um, to say that the light that they shined and the salt that they were giving out was not what God wanted. And it's a sad, sad thing that um, we look at these icons and we say, well, they were, well, maybe, hopefully, she's in a better place. I and I notice that every time I don't know what else is, but I notice that every time someone dies, even in my family, uh, there's there's written on our caskets or on their caskets or on their gravestones in a better place or going home. And that may be furthest from the truth. Um. So a lot of people say, well, were you sending Whitney Houston to hell because you're saying that she could possibly be in hell? Well, you're sending her to heaven knowing that her uh, conduct was not good at the end. And that's why, well, probably why she's there now if she is in hell. It's because people around her were not willing to tell her the truth. And if they do tell her the truth, some of her people that work for her, they put money out in front of her life, and 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 I give them I give I, I give them some some understanding to the point that we we as Americans think we we're, we're never going to die, especially we're in a decent shape. 
Now, I'm thinking maybe she found out something, throat cancer or something that she's not telling somebody. And that's just just me saying that. I don't know. Um, but she did not take her own life. Something else happened, and that's, another, that's for another show. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, some of the things that happened with Whitney Houston was just as strange as some of the things that happened with... Uh, with um, who am I thinking of? Michael Jackson. It is a sad ordeal, <coughs> folks. But it happened. Now the Bible says the just shall live by faith. We know that. But it also says that he who practices righteousness. This is in John, First John. He who who. Who, he who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. And he who practices unrighteousness is, right, is unrighteous. And in and, and Revelations it says that he who continues these sins, the sins that are listed in Revelations, will continue them until the appointed time. Say so He says, he who is an adulterer, let him be an adulterer. And he who, who is a... Um, Covetous, let him be covetous. He was an alcoholic, let him be alcoholic. I don't know if it, uh, I, I haven't turned to that, but I'm just saying he who is in these sins, let these sins continue. And the Bible in the New Testament speaks of grace, but you have to have the whole gospel. You can't just take parts of it and then say uh, that uh, everything's sufficient, meaning. In Galatians chapter one, it talks about if someone teaches or uh, preaches another gospel. Well, this gospel could be your own personal uh, theology of what you think the gospel is saying. There's a lot of church folk who believe that the gospel is saying um, something what their preacher told them, or Maybe they heard some other preacher on TBN or, or uh, another network, or they heard somebody on the radio who, and very few people on the radio are in error, unless it's a channel de- dedicated to being in error. I don't see too many of the people, that, from the I've been in the military, so the past states that I've lived in, excuse me, I have not seen anybody totally in error. Um, and. And that's just because I, you know, I've been in like eight states, and I used to listen to Christian radio, <coughs> and I haven't seen anybody off. Uh, and that's contemporary. That's Christianity. That's not, you know, one of these uh, stations who plays gospel music and then come on with some guest uh, or plays um, Southern gospel or you know, and then come on with these guests sometime. Um, but anyway, uh, I watch a show called Licks, the Lexi show, uh, sometime just to see, uh, what's going on. And, and the church is uh, just off her show alone. Her show comes on the word network, I think. And her show just by itself, uh, shows that Christianity has fallen off the deep end. I mean, it's, it's, it's lukewarm. Uh, Revelations chapter 3 talks about, I wish that you were hot or cold. The Bible also talks about, in 1 John 2.15, that love not the world or the things that are in the world. Jesus also warned in uh, Matthew chapter 6. 
that the entering heaven is a narrow way. So if we have this easy believism that we can still live in sin, uh, now who the Son sets free is free indeed. That means that Jesus has the power to set you free from the bondages that that cripple you and stop you and uh, also stand in the path of you entering heaven. It says in uh, Matthew 6, 13, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And there are many who go in by. But narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leadeth to life. And there are few that find it. So if you're leading, leading your life up to the point of death and you are um, living a life that is displeasing to God, do you go to heaven? Now, the percentages are very low. See, some people think the percentages are high for someone that's, you know, living in sin and then all of a sudden they get shot at a club. Or they, you know, get in a car wreck. Yeah, those percentages are so low that it's in the 1% projectile rather than the 70%. Hope makes it 70%. So we hope that this person is in heaven or a better place. But deep in your soul, you know that person's not in a better place. Now, do you have to go to clubs and smoke crack and 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 drink beer all day or alcohol all day to go to uh, hell? No. If you do not have Jesus as your personal Savior and you die of a heart attack at a restaurant, they're going to eventually put he's in a better place or talk about you at your funeral as if you are moonwalking into the pearly gates. But that is not the case. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So we have to walk as Christ walked. I'm not talking about perfect, but our attentions, believe it or not, our will and our attitude, our attention, let's just say our will. Our will has to be uh, crossing paths with his will. In other words, our our will has to dissect his will and stop at the dissection. Our will must be in his will. We must have his will. That's why I say the Lord is, you know, the Lord's prayer that your will be done on earth in my life. So you, everybody says that, well, you can have your will in God's will. That's not the case. John the Baptist said, let me decrease that he may increase. In other words, let God take over my life. See, <clears throat> God must be both Lord and Savior, not just Savior. That means when you when you put God as just Savior, that means that he uh, entered your life during a Billy Graham crusade. 
And in that Billy Coombs who say you came down with the music, dun, 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 talk to me, the Lord, and he always be with you. And he walked down to the front of the audience, and, uh, and you say a prayer, and they give you a pamphlet, and um, so now you are born again. And you are going to leave this stadium. And now, since you leave the stadium, you are now born again. It's as if the Christianity was packaged. And now you're going to hold this package. And you, you, you're not going to take it back. You're just going to, you know, accept the package and just... Love God like it's good luck teddy bear from now on. <laughs> so you pull him out when you need to pull him out. And, uh, <laughs> wow. So God wants us to live for him daily. The Bible says for us to pick up our cross and follow him daily. Follow him daily on a natural basis. When you pick up your cross, examine the path to where Jesus was crucified uh, at the, the skull, the hill of the skull, the hill of the skull. Skull. I can't even pronounce it right. But uh, when he was laid on that cross, but the path before he got to the the cross was very hard, and. Uh, an Ethiopian man, I think it was Ethiopian, uh, helped him on the way with a cross. Uh, and we have our own cross to bear. That means actually salvation is so important that we have to live for Christ as if it was just as important as a young man getting into the NFL or a young lady getting her doctorate degree to be a doctor. Uh, it is not something like a days ago where we can uh, think we're going to just walk into heaven or walk into heaven. The Bible says that we need to call it the cost. Uh, and if we don't call, count the cost, um, we're not going to understand what the gospel is. Now, remember, Jesus walked by the disciple Matthew, and he just said, "Come, follow me." And Matthew was a tax collector, and he, and he was the to me to me Matthew was sort of like one of these senators that get the lobbyists to pay them off, and 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 these senators get organized corporations to pay them off. Well, when Jesus walked by. Matthew says, follow me. He had something at stake to leave. That's why the rich ruler was not willing to depart from his riches. He says he went away sad. But Matthew, on the other hand, was willing to follow God. And we know that Matthew wrote his own book in the Bible. Well, it's not his book. It's God's book. But heck, he got, I mean... He's that much important. So, in other words, 
you have to count the cost. And the cost is not to be in public eye or be in the public eye and lose your focus if you're claiming to be a Christian. And that's a sad story that these act, these people claim to be Christians. And now we have our own cross to bear. And I'm not dogging anybody out because I love Whitney Houston. For I mean, I felt like I lost somebody when she died, but I was more traumatized because of the way she lived. And it's kind of sad for me because no one talked to her. No one pulled her. I'm pretty sure somebody did, but I think in the African-American community, we think that, a black community, whatever you want to call it, we think that it's their business. She says she's a uh, a grown, beat, beat woman, and that's what got her in the grave now. Now, besides the fact that the Illuminati had her deal and killed us with sacrifice, that's another show for itself, like I said earlier. That's another show for itself. Do I believe that? Um, when we get to heaven, we're going to find out some things that will just blow our minds. We're going to say, wow, I cannot believe that was actually going on. <clears throat> and we're going to say, wow. Just like we're going to say, look upon Satan and say, is this the, the, the man? This is the peewee? that brought destruction to the nations, that scared men and had men fear. Yes, this is him. But see, I look at creation, I look at the humanity as wow. Just like the cartoon. There's a devil on this side of you, on the right side of your shoulder, and there's a God, God trying to persuade you to go his way. Is it really like that? Though, I look at it like that, but I, I, I look at it as if if we live in a matrix, and I'm not just talking about now since we got all this technology. I'm talking about we live, we, every generation has lived in a matrix, and this matrix is there, there are some people's lives that are so calm, and the butterflies, and the birds, and the, you know, the breezy air, and then... They go to heaven or hell based on how they saw, and if they're Old Testament people, back in the times before Jesus, then they had to answer to what Abraham, the, the promised Messiah. And then after Jesus, of course, we had to answer to Jesus Christ and him crucified. But as you have a relative or as you have a friend or as you have an associate who is battling cancer, we need to understand that not only is it a wrestling for the soul, because they say, some people say at the point of death, they feel that the, someone's there to get their soul. Well, if you bag up a couple of months before their death, there's still someone there trying to build and get their soul. And if you bag up another four or five years before their death, there's still somebody trying to get their soul. And if you bag up for, to the point of birth, there's still someone who's trying to steal the minds of our generation. So when we look at God and we look at the devil, the Bible tells us that our war is against the devil. And we, and yeah, it is a matrix. Imagine 
everybody's life and how the devil sets up the system to deceive. And poor Whitney, I wish somebody would have talked to her, but he used her to enhance the easy believism that life that is lived in the fast lane is okay. Now, I don't think that the, the nation got that perspective. They more or less looking at her as like, wow, you're supposed to be a role model. That's not my point. My point is that the devil has an agenda with Whitney Houston. He has an agenda with you. He has an agenda with me. And if he can get us to fold or bend or break, he can do things for his kingdom to enhance his kingdom. But see, God wants us to live a life that is practiced in obedience to the Bible. And the easy believism in our culture today where where everybody's going to heaven, like Billy Graham says, everybody will go to heaven. I'm so glad you believe this. What a broadness. Oh, what's his name? Robert Schuller. Yeah, it's a broadness, all right. Just like the Bible says. Narrow is the way to lead to life, and broad is the way to lead to destruction, and many there be that go be, so or go through. So you hear it from Robert, from Billy Graham and Robert Schuller. How much more is, is is stepping out of the Bible pages, and the letters are flying through the air at us and hitting our forehead? Wow. I want to finish up to what I was talking about. Um, we are not to judge people, meaning to send them to hell. That's not our objective. Uh, so our preaching should be seasoned with thought. But what I'm trying to point out is just because somebody is rich uh, and uh, successful does not mean that uh, it works God's righteousness out. Um, and uh, also, just because we... Uh, hold to the premise that our own gospel will get these people into heaven just like you think that what I'm saying can get you into hell the percentages are very high that Whitney Houston is not in heaven and people probably think well it's the opposite well I think we we mostly basically are hoping that she's in heaven like me I hope everybody's in heaven. That does not mean I'm going to weaken the gospel to, to get them there. Jesus was not the nicest person in the world. I, I believe that we get it all wrong. We call it easy believism. Now, it is simplicity of the gospel. The simplicity of the gospel is that Jesus was crucified, rose again, and through what he did on the cross in the middle, well, and he said, it is finished. We are saved through our life in Christ. We are saved by what we believe, because the Bible says, um, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. But it's, it's a continual belief in your heart. It's a lifestyle change. It's a belief in the paradigm shift in your life. That means you repented. That means you turned from your wicked ways and you start walking towards God. You're not only walking towards God, but you he owns your life. And you acknowledge that he owns your life. You notice all the disciples 
he himself, Judas, he owned their lives. Remember, Matthew got up, walked away from everything. And that's what the rich ruler was not willing to do. I'm pretty sure he contemplated it after. It was not written in the Bible for us to to, to know that. But I'm pretty sure the rich ruler contemplated, um, um, do I, should I just go back and follow the master? And, and, and remember, the disciples, yeah, they did call him master. Uh, so, so does that ring a bell? That if we're if he's not the ultimate master of our lives, not talking about religious where we go to church and and we do all the mechanics and we and then the rest of our lives we live the gospel according to Renee or the gospel according to Mark or the gospel according to uh, Jack or the gospel according to Shaniqua. That's not what he's asking us to do. We think that we can live our lives to please ourselves. That's why abortion is so um, dangerous. It's because we think we can live our lives uh, apart from God or apart from his laws and apart from his will for us, and then we can live our lives any kind of way. We need to walk worthy of the vocation that we're called for. We need to walk worthy the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. And that's a whole new story show by itself. Yeah, we're men, we're women, we're, 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 we, we have our flaws. And, and and like I say, I'm not saying anything negative to a point where I'm. I love. I like Whitney Houston. I like I, you know, uh, and and Don Cornelius. Poor Don Cornelius. I mean, why? I mean, I don't understand even on the surface of ignorance from my part. Why? Why he? I mean, I don't, I don't understand why would you take your life when you could have just. So I don't understand the circumstances though, right? So I'll be speaking out of ignorance. But today does not let you to speak at all. Because of the easy believism, we also throw up the defense shield. And and the Bible says uh, in Matthew 7, judge not lest ye be judged. But a lot of people hear that from their preacher or pastor, especially in the black church. Judge not lest ye be judged. You don't judge that man. That man is... Well, first of all, if I don't make a judgment then I'm going to do the same thing that that person did. So it, that's why football, the football league, the National Football League, especially today, the New Orleans Saints had this bounty on various players. And the NFL is going to eventually make an example out of them, just like in the drugs. And then that, in, a, in the Major League Baseball or NBA or NFL, they are made to be examples. So they punish them to make, be made examples. And then you have your... Football players that are examples, basketball players are examples, lawyers and doctors are an example. Presidents in the United States is supposed to be an example. So, for us to say that, um, you know, why do you judge O.J. Simpson and look where he is now? The chickens came home to roost in a different fashion. 
Uh, and, you know, and you notice that everybody's innocent who's famous. Oh, they, that man, leave that man alone. So I see they black. My community make everybody innocent to proven guilty, 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 guilty. Um, and that's a shame. But we are to make judgment. We make judgments every day. We make judgments every day. And if we lived our life to be judged, not lest you be judged, then we'd be living in the gutter. We'd be homeless because we won't make any proper judgments. How do you tell your child not to do that? Not to, like you see a lady walking down the street that's a prostitute. That's not what I want you to do, daughter. And then turn around, get on the phone, and tell your uh, your sister who's trying to get your family, you know, help your family understand Christ. You can't judge me. I don't do no, I'm Muhammad Ali. No, it's just, <laughs> but, but that is a tr- that is true. What I'm saying is just like we we have different standards for the rich and the famous than we have for the poor. Ray Ray do something down the street. We want to spread it all across the nation, but let let some famous celebrity do something. We want to sit there and protect that famous celebrity. I don't think he did it. I, okay, but that's beside the point. As far as being a Christian, I'm not. I'm not going to be up in their business. I am concerned that we, we're going to lose more people in 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 in, in music industry. I, I believe we are. I don't think Whitney Houston is the last of it. I think we're gonna they're gonna keep going. And don't be surprised if it's somebody that you're not expecting. Um, we a lot of people, a lot of people, fans of Whitney Houston. We kind of thought that you know sooner or later it's gonna get her. I just didn't think it'd be that soon, and it was. But when the Bible says, judge not, lest ye be judged, it, so later on in that same chapter, in Matthew chapter 7, it turns around and says, get the plank out of your own eye first before you get the speck out of the other person's eye. Not to say that they don't have a plank or a large, super large Nova being. Yeah, I'm going to get the plank out of my eye before I go to Eddie Long. Before I get to Paula White. We got these people on Blog Talk Radio who think they're God, and then they justify these men, and they say they're men of God. Whether they're men of God, then why do they keep repeating the cycle? Now, I'm going to leave room for repentance, so I don't have these shows all the time. I don't have shows talking about preachers and pastors. And nothing against Susan Puzio, which that's her thing. That's what she's supposed to be doing. That's what God called her for. I'm not going to come up here and be a police officer for these guys, but, hey, these guys' conduct stink. And they're in the public eye. So you're going to tell somebody on Block Talk Radio we are the devil because we, we're, we're bringing to the public warning signs of false doctrine, of false preaching, of false teaching. So I hope this show did not go past the a lot of time. So on my um, Walk Talk Radio program, I like to say goodbye and God bless y'all and uh, and see y'all tomorrow. Hopefully, I can do a show tomorrow. God bless. Actually, hopefully, I like to do a show every day. Um, we are back. Uh, we're gonna be doing a lot of tapings, but I'll be here. Uh, right there, and that means I probably taped it earlier. So, you know, and then it's going to be some days that I just go. 
I just go ahead and, and and sit down and do a radio program live. And it's probably going to be specific days. And, yeah, we are going to be uh, having our guest on uh, more as time goes on. Well, But we are here at the Prophecy Zone. We're trying to enlarge the ministry. Uh, be sure in about a week to start checking this out on Justin TV. And if you are on uh, Blog Talk Radio, you can go and and, and Facebook us. Uh, go ahead and like us and, uh, and uh, whatever. Uh, I'm not sure what they do anymore. Do they do they have a like thing for uh, for Blog Talk Radio or friend us or whatever? I, I don't even know. Let me go. I gotta go check. <laughs> it shows you how ignorant I am for. Um, Blog Talk Radio, but yeah, we're going to be doing shows, uh, and and show shows is going to be live. Some shows I'm going to have a recording, um, and then I'll be live for thirty minutes in the recording that I've already done. Uh, but folks, uh, I am for real when I talk about um, the riches of this life. Uh, it's coming to not the riches of this life, and and our motives need to be checked. Uh, that's why easy believism sends people to hell because we think that um, just because we, you know, go to church on Sundays, we are in my book we're punching a, a clock, uh, and then there'll be the same person telling us we're not saved by works. Yeah, you're working your way to heaven when you go to church because you're guilty. You feel guilty that you're not at church, and you punch your clock. And then you go home and live like hell the rest of the week. I'm not talking about mistakes uh, or, you know, things that you want to repent and need to repent for. I'm talking about a way of life. We're looking at a way of life, folks. We're looking at a practice of holiness and righteousness according to God's word through the spirit. That means the power of God is in his, is through his spirit. And not by muscle or by might, but by his spirit, this Lord. And that is a, a life led by the spirit. It talks about in Romans chapter 8. I don't know if they're going to let me go over. I'm going to test it. But if not, I like to say goodbye. But if so, I'm going to keep, keep going for a little bit, um, if, that, if that's okay with y'all. Um, Romans, um, I lost my train of thought. Just that quick, I was looking at the the thing, but anyway, um, I'm trying to see. Nineteen seconds, we're gonna be going off or whatever. I don't know, but anyway, um, it it cut me off eventually. It cut me off, but uh, we're to live our lives please to God. Um, it talks about He who has the Spirit. Did it cut me off? Oh, I'm still on. He who has the spirit of God belongs to God. And he who does not have the spirit does not belong to God. And a lot of times when we when we when we get cornered by a denomination and then our denomination, various denominations, uh, box us in a corner. There's some denominations that don't believe that the work of the spirit. 
which is Baptist or so uh, I don't know about Southern Baptist so much. Uh, I used to belong to Southern Baptist Church, but I can't remember if they even mentioned the spirit or not. If I say, well, why would you go to a church like that? I think they did. I mean, that's why that was back in 95, something like that. So I don't re- really remember. Um, but um, we, through the spirit, mortify the deeds of the flesh. In other words, who the sun sets free is free indeed through the spirit of God. That means that our will willingness, our will must be willing to be set free. That's why it says in Romans chapter 12, the offer of your life is a living sacrifice. So if, you, if you're going to be a sacrifice, first of all, sheep, lamb, goat, lamb are stupid animals. Um, so they're going to get on the table and they're going to uh, say, okay, go ahead, do what you got to do. But as humans, we have our own will. And that's why it says in Corinthians chapter 1 that the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. Because we think we're smart. But God's wisdom is, in First Corinthians is an understatement by gazillion. There's not even a number to state the, how understatement it is. That the wisdom of God is much smarter than the wisdom of man. I mean, come on. I mean, we can't even leave this earth without a billion dollar mission or a couple billion dollar mission. Let alone God holds the whole universe. And we point our finger at God. I was watching some atheists on YouTube. And uh, I just can't believe the arrogance a little bitty peewee person has to think that they can flip flip a finger at God and then and then say that we're fools because they man you should watch some of those uh, atheist programs because they actually call us fools they call us fools the Christians who believe that there is a God and I would like to see some people call they probably hang up on you they're gonna hang up on you if you call with really simplicity say you see I'm holding a cell phone get and give them make and model and say. What if I tell you that cell phone was made by nobody? And then they'll find some type of stupid reply. And they'll go and use the Bible against you. I said, how are you going to use the Bible with this foolish, foolish using God's word? And then the beauty of the thing is, is they articulate it so well that it just makes me like, Wow. They just articulated that so well, and you—I I mean, you can actually a preacher can make the Bible sing and dance and do what it wants it to do. Then I'm particularly thinking the enemy can do it. Satan did it in the garden. Satan did it when Jesus went up to the mountain and he and he tested Jesus. So if that was the case, then yeah, atheists can test God's word. So, in other words, when we look at the gospel, we have to understand that the gospel is here to set men free. It's not only to save men and to 
have men come follow God like Matthew got up and walked off and dropped everything. You have to offer yourself as a living sacrifice. So you have to offer your whole life to God. It's not just a Sunday issue. It's just not it's just not like your daughter who meets she has like three guys she's talking to and one she's just really flippant about and the rest of the rest of one of them she really likes and the one one guy she just thinks is a friend. We got a new series coming in our church called Just a Fan. And just a fan means are you a fan? Are you are you involved? How's your heart? Is your heart involved in Jesus? Does your heart love Jesus? God wasn't kidding when he says, what, what is the most, he said, Master, what is the most commandment? He said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the second was like, and love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, we missed the point. We missed the mark. We're selfish at times. We're envious at times. We're jealous at times. We're crazy at times. But, we must not say that just because these things are hard, we can't do them. What did he say? Could the rich enter into the kingdom of heaven, God? He says, no, they can't. There's the chances of them going to do an uh, eye of a needle. He says, well, who can be saved? With God, everything's possible. Folks, if you got a pornography problem, the Son can set you free. He can even change your will. But it's a heart issue. He did that to the, the uh, Egyptian uh, pharaoh. But the word of God does that. You can't be lazy with the word of God. Oh, I, I don't want to write the word of God because, you know, I can't understand it. What, 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 um, what thing I should get, what kind of, what kind of, um, um, Bible should I get? Should I get the New King James or the NIV or the NWA or the NBA book Bible or the CBA? I mean, I don't even know what Bibles they got now. But, yeah, we come up with all kinds of excuses that we don't understand the Bible. See, the devil, I think even preachers miss this point that the devil wants to change the word of God. So people say, well, the devil wants to keep you away from the Bible. Well, that's one of his war weapons. That's one of his weapons. But his his objective would be even better to get you to read the Bible than misinterpret it. So his what he wants to do, folks, what the devil wants to do is get you to so let me start back up. What the devil wants you to do, folks, is he wants to get you <laughs> to misinterpret the Bible. So did he not in the garden misinterpret what God said for Adam and Eve? And did he not flip the Bible on his axis when he was talking to Jesus in the mountain to be tempted of the devil for forty days, led by the Spirit? So what caused us to believe that he's not going to do that to us? The war is for real. The war is in the mind. The war is 
for the true knowledge of the gospel versus the wrong knowledge of the gospel. Then that's why God, if you read the Bible, number, and I, I believe a lot of people understand this, but I think a lot of people don't, is that the knowledge of God is is, is important. He says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. That's also distorted knowledge. So if you have distorted knowledge, and your knowledge is not according to the word of God, so if your knowledge is distorted, and the gospel is something according to you or something according to your grandma, which is, is I mean, not only grandma's is, um, is right on, but for this example, is grandma who is way off. And, or if your gospel is according to your pastor, or if your gospel, what, the, pa- the pastor? You mean the pastor? I can't listen to my pastor. I didn't say that. I say, if, if if somebody come to try to sell you some insurance at work, you're gonna read into that insurance and you're gonna t- check, check, double check the knowledge of what's in this contract I'm gonna sign for insurance, especially the knowledge that you're gonna use for retirement. So. The knowledge that you're going to use for retirement has to be dead on. <laughs> because what if in this contract it says that you get 20% when you get 70 years old? So, therefore, if you die, I just butchered that, didn't I? If you die, let's say insurance policy, if you die, uh, your kids get 20% and then at a certain age they get 50%. And you don't want that. You got to read the insurance policy, folks. Well, the Bible's the same way. You can't expect your pastor to tell you what the gospel says. You got to read it yourself. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's also distorted knowledge. So, how do we know that in the Old Testament, the Israelites took over territory little by little? Here little, there little. So could they have taken it over overnight? Yeah. Instead of walking through the for, um, the wilderness for hundreds and hundreds of well, not hundreds and hundreds of years, but instead of walking through the forest for 40 years, they could have just took a really quick route and got to where they had to go to. Forest, there ain't with no trees, wilderness. I got a lot of distractions, folks. I got kids hollering upstairs. I'm trying to do a simulcast and block talk radio all at the same time. And then, you know, so forgive me for this first one, but I'm hopefully in a couple months I have this, like, really down pat. I mean, I have it so down pat that I look like a great professional. But um, anyway, um, I didn't shave, if y'all can see right here. I didn't shave. So uh, people on the live broadcast can tell I have not shaved. So I use this shot. But 
the Bible says who the Son sets free is free indeed. So, but your will has to be to a point where you don't want to jump in the car and have to fight that temptation. Because if you if you if you still want that item, then you're gonna to have to go back to the Bible and read not just the consequences, but the uh, uh, final death. But you're gonna to to have to read the consequences of what happens during the process before you die, thirty, forty, fifty years before you die. So it brings on corruption. It brings on sadness. It brings on misery. So the consequences of cheating on your wife, you're going to have to go through a lot of emotional issues before you get divorced. <laughs> and God is against divorce. You're going to have to go over, if, you, if you're drinking and driving and you get pulled over and you get a DWI, you're going to have to go over and contend with those issues of getting your driver's license taken, and if you are if you are a Christian and you're drinking and driving, that's going to be bad on your testimony. Trust me, if we live our lives to please ourselves and our will is not in focus with God's will, then anything you try to do, you're going to end up in sin. That's why it says in James. That our our own um, devices, our own willingness to sin is the corporate. We're enticed by these things that we put ourselves in front of. And of course, the devil's going to use those things. But but in order to not be enticed, you can't put yourself at the mall at four o'clock on Saturday when this lady's walking around with miniskirts on. So before you're set free, you got to sit down and say, God, I mean, change my will. And you need to start reading the word of God so he can wash, you know, change, conform your will to his will. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye changed by the renewing of your mind. Be not conformed. So if you're conformed to sitting in front of a TV, a uh, computer, uh, and going on these porn sites, I mean, I know, I know, I know, I'm coming straight at y'all real quick. But, you know, slow, later on I slow down, but there are women on pornography sites. There are definitely men and young kids on pornography sites, and the devil is not going to hesitate to show young kids pornography. Why should he do that? He's not your friend. He's your friend temporarily, so you can sell your soul to him. Look, folks, you don't have to actually make a bargain with the devil. You just do opposite of what the Bible's asking you. And you belong to Satan. See, people think that Satan's not going to mess with his own people. The people who are not born again. Oh, his, hey, he's not going to take a break on them. He wants to actually kill them. I mean, you think he's going to take a break on Whitney Houston? He wants to kill. He wanted to kill Whitney Houston. That's what he did. You see, you blaming him, not Whitney. I'm blaming Whitney, too. 
That's her life. She lived her life. I'm a, I'm a blank, blank grown woman. That's what she said. I love Whitney, but come on, folks. If y'all have a family member running, I don't care if they're rich or poor or whatever. If you listen to this, this, this radio program at least, and, and and you know a rich entertainer. Sorry about the scriptures on on um. I'm just going, I'm just messing around with different camera angles, and and actually the screen looks. T- I don't know what just happened. I think it got brighter outside because what's happening is I'm in a, I'm in actually in the daytime, and I think it got a little brighter outside, so that so my white wall looks actually whiter. But um, for those in Blog Talk Radio, I apologize. Y'all probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But I, I to finish up. Uh, yeah, the knowledge of God does set men free. And and it's the knowledge of the whole Bible. It's the way I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, but the way, the truth, and the life. What did he say to the lady at the well? You must worship God in spirit and in truth. So the knowledge of God must be accurate. Galatians Chapter uh, one talks about a different gospel. If anybody preaches a different gospel, he'd be a curse. You you don't even have to actually naturally be a curse. You already a curse because you preach a different gospel. A different gospel bring corruption sooner or later. Sooner or later, folks, the the the, the a watered down gospel will bring corruption. Hey, the real gospel, <laughs> the real gospel brings you trouble. Look at the devil. He's going to come after you. He's going to test you and tempt you and try to get you dead and try to get you to leave the gospel. So, folks, God is wanting to set you free. But you got to understand that the true gospel is to be set free. He's came to seek and save those who are lost, but he also has come to save us from our sins now. That means for us to be holy, for he is holy, to live our lives on purpose, for his glory. We are the light of the world. If we go strip naked and walk down the street and bring disgrace to the cross, then we are no longer the light. We're the, we're the darkness of the world. We are along with the people who work and walk in at night. We don't walk at night, the Bible says. We are the day. We're for God. We're sold out. We need to be sold out to God. That's why it says count the cost. How much is this going to cost? The cross. It already counted the cross, but we need to pick up our cross daily. What about the person to help Jesus with the cross? He need to pick that thing up, just like Matthew did. Got up and left. Got up and left everything he had. But the rich ruler wasn't ready to, to, to dump everything he had. He wasn't willing to dump everything he had. He just wanted to do what he wanted to do. He wanted to help. He wanted. He wanted to. He wanted to do his money the way he wanted to give his money to the poor. He didn't want to give his money. Well, actually, he might have wanted to. The Bible didn't say that, but I'm assuming. But I'm not going to assume with God's word, so I'll leave it at that. But um, God is good. Uh, I wanted to go over a few things that are that uh, 
happening in the Middle East. We know that um, President Obama has um, um, the Prime Minister Netanyahu at the White House, and there is a possibility that Netanyahu is giving President Obama an ultimatum, and and they're probably not going to tell the White House uh, that they're going to hit Iran. But according to the Bible, I hope I don't make anybody mad out there, but according to the Bible, I don't think Israel and Iran is going to get into a really potent war. They might do some exchanging after Syria and Israel get into it. And after Israel get into it with their immediate neighbors like Lebanon and Gaza uh, or the PLO, and Jordan, I guess, but I don't even know if Jordan is going to be in it. But the book of Ezekiel 38 and 39 is a is the war before the tribulation period begins. And uh, Iran is coming down with Russia. Now, we know that the elections um, of the Russian president has uh, took in place and and. Just like Vladimir Putin, I think it already took place, but Vladimir Putin is going to be the president once again. And uh, it looks like that he may indeed have a possibility of being the Gog that is in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Syria is on the TV every day. And if you listen to a past show, I'm going to try to pull that past show up. Well, and that was almost like two years ago, and it's like Syria is going to be, I kind of pictured it to be like that in these days that we live, that Syria will be uh, possibly uh, the next to be uh, dealt with as far as the international bodies. Now, oh, there, that looks nice. I just haven't shaved yet. So is it going to be uh, Syria next? And will Syria use chemical weapons? Because it seems like they're stockpiling chemical weapons. And I, I, you kind of figure that. You kind of think about that in Isaiah 17. You ask yourself a question. <clears throat> if Damascus is destroyed, prior to that, what were they doing to get whoever destroyed them that ticked off and and there's a chance 90, 85% chance that the person that they got ticked off is Israel so Israel decided to drop a nuke but what made them do this what made them so mad to drop a nuclear bomb on them and the answer to the question is possibly possibly not 100%, but possibly it may be chemical weapons. So it is exciting out there, folks. Um, it seems to me, uh, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but it looks like to me that we need to be living for Jesus, the ten versions. Uh, five were wise and five were foolish. We need to not be to a point where we're going to church and punching a ticket or punching a clock 
uh, when the trumpet blows, we want to hear God's still small voice in that trumpet sound because that trumpet sound is probably going to be loud, loud and beautiful, a noise you probably never heard before. And it's going to come a time when people driving to school, I, I tell my kids it's going to be on the day where you least expect it. Maybe there'll be war with Israel on television, but I don't believe it's going to be to a point where uh, it's going to be obvious that these things are going to transpire. Matter of fact, there's a lot of people out there who believe that there is no rapture. And they take away Titus 2.13 and trample all over it, which says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And yeah, that is a that is a hope. That is a great hope. That's something I look forward to, folks. And if you're too Christian, I believe you should look be looking forward to it too. Because if you're not, then you're gonna have a hard time in the tribulation period. Because I'm not going I don't want to be here. So, um, what do we have at stake here? Uh, a new world order is coming to play. Uh, president Obama is running for president. There's an election coming up, and um, I I have a deep suspicion that the Israeli lobbyists and the Israeli organizations and those Christians and those organizations who fight for Israel will be appeased one way or the other from the United States President uh, Barack Obama. Uh, the economy seems to be approving. What, uh, what do I believe? The United States is not in Bible prophecy, so that tells you what I believe about the economy. Uh, if that helps you out uh, but it's not about what I believe. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm trying to change my colors. I'm trying to change the show, the the method of it, to me telling you guys what I believe. Well, it's what you believe, you know, as far as, uh, you know, questions like where's the United States in Bible prophecy? Um, you know, questions like who, where is the Antichrist going to come from? Um, chances, uh, you know, questions like, well, what what technology is going to be the mark of the beast? Now, you notice all these questions are not not to a point where they they take on the gospel of truth. They're questions of curiosity, which it is it's it's fun to think about these things. It's it's fun to to venture into the unknown, into the matrix, and and, and look at these issues, like when Houston get killed by the Illuminati as a sacrifice for Queen Elizabeth. Um, now, we have to keep these separate. We have to keep these in compartments, because we don't want it to harm our Bible reading and in in well, getting closer to the Lord. It's fun to know these things, but is the rapture, the church itself the focus, or is Jesus, your Lord, the focus? Um, it's amazing time that we live. There's a Chinese proverb that says we live in interesting times, and that is an understatement. <laughs> we live in very interesting times. Um, and 
I'm I'm glad to be alive. I am I am greatly glad to be alive. Um I can't that's a that's an understatement. I, I'm glad to be alive. Jesus paid the way for our sins and uh we have a hope that he will come back and 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 take care of business. And a matter of fact, the people in uh, Revelations, the saints that are in Revelation, sorry about that on on Justin TV, I kind of goofed there. But the people uh, are Revelations are asking how long, how much longer shall our brothers and sisters have to suffer? And that's a great thing that these people were uh, concerned about. their brothers and sisters. Now, the the pictures that I'm putting them now on Justin TV has nothing to do with the show. I'm just messing on, I'm just testing things. Um, I noticed that the longer I tape, uh, the longer or the quicker the chances of the commercials to not work. So when we start doing production pretty soon, we're gonna we're gonna solve that problem very easily. Uh, but God, God is our witness that these are the last days, and uh, we need to get ready. Um, the only wise thing that T.D. Jakes has ever ever said is "Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready." I think we need to get ready, but not the purpose that he mean. He might mean prosperity. Give me some money. I want some money. Send five hundred dollars, Jordan, on Word Network. Can't you send me $52.52? The Lord will bless you, and he will see you through your problems. Isn't that right, astrologer Mary? Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm not here to judge nobody, but gosh, man. If you don't if you don't point these things out, you, I mean, I'm not perfect, but I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and use that as a, as a, as a a crutch for me to go sin or I'm not going to see it or sit up here. And then what happens is we, we, we both boast up these men because they're on national television and they talk to millions. And like this one person wrote me a, uh, 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 message from my Billy Graham video. And he didn't spoke to millions of people and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that don't mean nothing. If you if you think that you can get into heaven, and you too Billy Graham, God bless his heart, we need to pray for him. But he's too old to be to be sitting out on the local stage. Somebody needs to sit him down there. If he's sitting up there saying there's a broadness and and there's a broadness to you know Robert Shoot, there's a broadness to go to heaven. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Oh. Yeah, you're glad to hear you say that, all right? And then there's this man. I mean, come on, test your test the test the spirits. Make sure you test the spirits. These men will tell you anything. They they don't care. They they'll tell you anything you want to hear. I mean, God bless these. You know, pray for them. But a lot of times, these men will tell you anything, or or women will tell you anything you want to hear. And 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 then send you on your merry way. Now is that fair? 
Send me some money. I want a $500. If you send that, I'll send you a color TV with pearls on it. Of course, they fake pearls. You ever heard them say that? I'll send you a $500 TV for $500 donation. No, they say, send me $50 and I'll send you these little GGB pearls. They were, we got these off the Sun Sea. You know, just uh, for real. I don't want your money. <laughs> it's all about money. I think we should. We I think tithing and offering. We we need to pay that. Um, to to well, I, I hate to say it that way. We need to give it, pay it. I make it sound like you're getting you buy some you know a ticket to sit in a church seat. Um, that was a mistake on my part, but um, yeah, we need to give our tithe and offering. And 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 God will bless you. They're right about that. They that, that's the thing about the devil. The devil uses half truths. He uses truth, and then he sticks in fake truth, which you know we we sit here and we we believe it. Uh, but yeah, the prophecy zone. We're gonna try to do a daily show. It won't be an hour like this one. I just got a little carried away because I want. I guess I haven't been doing shows for a long time, and I just wanted to talk, keep talking. But um, um, we are uh, having a blessed um, day over here in the uh, Great Pacific Northwest. And we just had an election, and all those guys were running for and around me, of course, flip flopper man won. Uh, and it, I, I think a lot of these politicians is a uh, test of our times. The flip flopper, the womanizing wife, uh, cheating her, you know, uh, these type of characters are running rapid in our society of course and we 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 don't we don't seem to get that yeah they are a uh these people are a testament to our times and if you read the news they're big time testament to our times i mean heck you can't you can't make this stuff up folks i mean i've heard some wicked stories uh I mean, just wicked stories. I, I don't even want to go. I don't even want to talk about them. You know, I don't even want to talk about it. The only thing I want to tell y'all is that the generation is a testament that we're living in our in the last minutes of time. And don't be surprised if the rapture of the church don't happen when you when when even the watchers um, when they're watching they seem to be surprised. When you, next thing you know, you're sitting there. Next thing you know, you're you're standing next to somebody that's miles away from you, and you're like hugging them and hey, praise God, you know, wow, that's gonna be an understatement too. We got to make another word for praise God. I mean, it's just it's just wonderful. I mean, I, I don't understand how people can say, well, the tribulation, the rapture is after the tribulation period. Oh wow, that ought to be a blessed hope. So I got to go through the tribulation period like almost all other men, and I have to be miserable like all other men. He says, "I God has not appointed us to wrath. That's a universal 
wrath. Now, every man is appointed for to the I once and then the judgment. That's a single individual judgment. See, the nations are judged in time, and the individual is t- judged totally out of time and eternity. And the most important thing is that everybody who is born, once you come out of your mother's womb, you are a eternal being. So your life would never end. You say, well, what do you mean? Well, your existence would never end. Well, that's what I mean by your life. Your The life on this earth, you would die and enter death, which is, in the Bible, the word death represents total judgment. So what we think of death is being buried in the grave. The Bible sees death as eternity. You always exist. And the Bible says that there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It also says the worm will never die and the fire will never be quenched. Folks, that's not a place where you need to risk not knowing the Bible. It's not a place where you can say, well, let me just uh, just go to church and, and read my Bible, my daily devotional. No, you need to dive into it. Daily devotionals like me in, 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 in uh, biology. It's a comparison. Trying to read the daily devotional and go to church on Sundays is okay if you can grow in your reading. But it's like me going to biology. Folks, it's like foreign language. I try to skim the pages and thinking I'm okay, and then I get that test back, and wow. (sighs) Folks, you have to search for that kingdom of God, that that coin that the individual lost in the house. You got to search for that. that You got to want to know Jesus. You got to want to do his will. You got to want to, you know, through the heart. It's the heart. Um, those who confess with their mind believe in their heart. But the belief part of the Bible is is described through the whole counsel of God. So when we say believe in your heart, the Billy Graham crusade, where you believe and then you come down and you say a prayer and then you walk off and the belief is like gone because the devil comes and steals that word. No, I'm talking about a belief that's there. If I believe I'm married to my wife, I stay with her and I love her. If I believe that I'm a doctor and I study doctor, I'm a doctor. If I believe that I got a cat in the house and and then all of a sudden the cat comes around the corner and scares me, that means the belief was not that good. A belief in your heart that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. When I keep saying that on this show, I said it like three or four times. Matthew got up and left everything and continued on with Jesus into death. And if you hear if your stories about the disciples and how they died, all of them died viciously. So the way I look at it is this. The gospel is not a private interpretation either. The, the Bible says that prophecy is not of a private interpretation. The whole Bible is not of a private interpretation. What? The Word of God is is how can I say this? Uh, 
when you interpret the Bible, the word of God must be interpreted by God because he wrote it. So if you think that I can, um, let's say, we don't need to get baptized, then you have to go and ask God to show you the truth about baptism. <laughs> that does not change the fact that you can go on the internet and listen to some sermons, or go get a book on it, or go. But in all outdoor, in all out truth, you should be reading the truth, the Bible. Um, the Bible is the only interpreter of the Bible, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, and to get set free from the bondages, your character. That's why it says we're a new creature. We're a new creature indeed. But God can take away everything from your life in one day if you let him. Just like the Israelites, they were, uh, in reverse, they were determined to mess around for 40 years. When they could have just walked into the promised land that quick. Of course, they would have had to take out more people, more armies quicker. But the territories that we battle with in our minds, and I'm trying to cover too much in one show. I should just take my time. But the territory, the mind is the battlefield. And the memories are the battlefield. And the devil can use a memory from a, a lady that you saw two weeks ago. And the Bible says that we need to cast down imaginations and everything that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? What's written in the Bible. So when something comes in your mind, you have to get rid of that by God's word. Of course, if, if it's an untruth, like, for instance, this person at work hates me. Well, that might be a truth. But to come home and say that your wife is, you know, this or that, uh, you need to say, okay, does the word of God say that? She's this or that. And then that's how you cast down imaginations. If a naked woman come into your mind, first of all, we need to understand that the mind is not used that's if you're married, let alone unmarried, the mind is not used for a playground of pornography. And it, I, and I understand it's hard, but hey, your will has to be wanting. You have to want it bad enough. Remember, Jesus said, "If a man, if a man, if, a eye, if your eye causes you to sin, poke it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off." Well, if your will is not willing so much that you want to just bite, oh, you just that much wanting to determine, just like a college student is determined to play uh, to get a degree, or a football player is determined to play football. You have to be determined to allow God to come in and say, "Hey, God, I need you. I need you to clean this up. Please give me, take it away from me. I don't want to do this no more." Who the sun sets free is free indeed. You got to be willing to to say, "Hey, son, set, hey, hey, Jesus, set me free. Kiss the sun, lest thee be found." Hurry up and kiss them, because the rapture is going to happen pretty soon. And the more you sit around dilly-dallying and spinning your wheels, God has a mission for you. That mission is to always speak to other people about Christ, always to 
the true religion is the to, to help orphans and and widows. But the true gospel also is the is the Matthews twenty eight. Go ye into all the world, teaching discipleship, making disciples, warning them that Jesus Christ will come back, and warning people that hey, you can't live your life any kind of way and expect to go to heaven. Everybody's going to heaven according to some of these preachers out here. That's not true. I would get scared to meet with some of these preachers on on TV or, or out who who have a watered down, lukewarm, spew you out of my mouth type of church attitude, and I'm dying and I get in a car wreck. Oh, that's okay. Everything everything's gonna be okay. God is the way. So if you got a dying man on the battlefield, dying lady on the highway. I mean, of course, I might get sued if I don't hurt him. You know, just give her the gospel. Give her the gospel. Who cares? That's that. That soul's going to be in eternity forever, and you got to look down, water down, forty days of 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 love, gospel. You don't need no forty days of love. You should always be loving people. I know this is one of those griping shows. This is I, a lot of the shows going to be thirty minutes. This is one of those shows where I, I I haven't done any shows for a while, and I'm just getting, I just keep going and going and going. But uh, we're going to have fifteen minute shows, twenty minute, you know, different variations. But for Blog Talk Radio, we, uh, for, it's probably going to be thirty minutes a day when I have a guest on. Probably going to be an hour and a half, maybe you know, an hour. But um, on YouTube, it'll be thirty. It'll be three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. But there's going to be some thirty-minute shows, and there's going to be some hour. They YouTube allow you to do two hours now, which is, is which is really cool, groovy man, which is really cool. So um, with that being said. I think Block Talk for now, they for a second they stopped letting people uh, go on, you know, after their allotted time. So now I guess they're letting people go on um, with their time, which is cool with me. So this show is going to be put on Facebook, and um, please visit our website at www.pzrn.org. That's www.pzrn.org. And also go to uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, page and um, and like and like us uh, or friend us. Or, or, and also on Blog Talk Radio, um, go ahead and fr- uh, friend us for uh, our uh, show. And uh, go to... Uh, our uh, website and and also Facebook is there also. We're trying to get the word out. Um, also, if you if you want to get an app for the show, it's uh, going to be at uh, Amazon. Just look for Prophecies on Radio News, I think, and get it. Uh, you'll be helping the ministry out. It's only a dollar ninety nine cent for your phone, but I mean, we don't believe in all that uh, tithes and stuff, but yeah, it'd be nice to pay, you know, for things like blog talk and, you know, and other uh, 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 things we have. But we keep the cost down because we figure that if God's going to grow it, he's going to grow it. So, uh, like I say, 
that'd be awesome if you buy the app, app. Then we know we have more listeners. But for those who are listening, uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening. God is good. Uh, he's uh, given us a chance to talk to thousands. Our objective is before he uh, comes back and gets his church, we will talk to many. Uh, and that is a gift. This technology is a gift that uh, God has ordained and let us uh, do shows. And uh, technology allows anybody to do a show. You don't have to be smart or, as you can see, me. <laughs> I'm just joking. But uh, I think it's a blessing. I mean, I think this I think this is a great blessing. Um I, I can't I can't I can't tell you how much of a blessing this is that God has given us opportunity to uh to 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 have a radio program. But yeah, uh, they have, you know, shootings in schools and all of this other things that are going on. Daddy um kills his wife, uh husband kills his wife and then a couple of years later kills his two sons. And I noticed that a lot of that happened in Washington State. A lot of kids being uh, uh, abducted by from from one of the parents and killed. I mean, and then there's you know kids at school and high school who has no idea that Jesus died on the cross for their sins, and most a lot of them don't ha- don't want to have an idea. Uh, when we get to be teenagers, we start getting smarter than God. And then we go to school and say, you know, we have these religious conversations. And, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, you are? Well, that's not what you, your conduct. I mean, people ain't fools. And, of course, I'm talking to one of my kids. Uh, people, I was just telling them, like, people ain't fools. You know, and I kind of, and it kind of boomerangs back on me again because I need to live my life in front of them as Christians, which I do. You know, sometimes we make mistakes, you know, and I, and then I, I tell you, hey, you know, uh, we all going to make mistakes, but that does not give us the license to sin. Romans chapter 6 tells us, should I sin on purpose that grace may abound? And First John, it talks about, um, it talks about practicing. He who practices righteousness is righteous. And he who practices sin is the sin. Who He who practices righteousness is of God. And he who practices sin is of the devil. So, yeah, you have to practice righteousness. Through the power of the Holy Spirit to be kind of found worthy, it says in Luke twenty one to pray that you be found worthy to escape the things that are coming upon our earth. What things? The things of the tribulation period. So starting pretty soon, we're going to have guests on the show, uh, and we're going to be talking about everything from uh, the Middle East to uh, false prophets. To the economy, uh, and we're going to go from there. We're not going to hold back. Um, yeah, we're going to have Susan Puzio. She's probably one of our best people on the show. We're going to have her on there. People don't like when I have her on there. I get some nasty comments, even even on uh, even on um, even on. Dang, oh, I said I didn't cuss. I said dang uh, on my. Um, I said that because I I, I noticed that uh, my uh, 
the show is, I guess it's still going on because there's no red, um, red line. Yeah, I was listening to a CD of mine, a, a videotape, and I can't tell you. I know there ain't no cuss word inside of me, and I can't tell you what I was going to say. And I didn't say a bad word. I just, it just sounded like, and then I changed the word. And I was like, I don't get that. I mean, I, like, I don't know if I'm going to say ding or the other word. And it just sounded so weird. So I didn't erase it or nothing. I should have erased it, even if it, you know, because I don't want to give anybody a chance to think, I, you know, I'm like that. I, I mean, look, folks, I'll never, I, I get sick when I, when, when I watch the wrong program. You know, I get sick of being hypocrite. I get sick of a lot of things. You'll be surprised, man. I feel, if I even have an argument with my wife these days, even a small one, I feel like yeah, I'm going to apologize, even though, you know, she's wrong and I'm right. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, it, it, it's just part of being uh, born again. I mean, I, I get sick for the simplest stuff. I can't go to movies, just any movie. I can't. I mean, it's not that I don't want. I feel, I, I just feel, I, I, it's not like I'm practicing the letter of the law. It's more like I'm, 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 I am I'm. feel so much peace when I obey God. When I'm paying my tithe and, and, and I'm loving my wife and I'm doing right with my kids and, and I'm paying my bills, you know, there are some bills that come up and say, where did that come from? You know, but some website designer you owe thirty nine dollars to and you're like, Wow man, are you serious? But I mean but then there's times where you wanna just get in traffic and you just wanna yell out on somebody and it's just like the Holy Spirit is there. And you know you're saved. You know that you know, but you still you know, you're ten virgins, you're one of the ten five, you know, five that's hopefully that are not feel foolish. And you and you wanna live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. But then he takes out little by little. And when I say little by little, I don't mean little issues. You said God just said do not despise small things. I'm talking about issues that are like anger and jealousy. I can feel him working on those. I can I can and then I know when he I say, I bet you when I get when when God frees me from this, he's gonna move on to the next one. And I was just like, Oh, I got an anger problem? I didn't know that. And sometimes you can have an anger problem and it's frustrating when you don't have any idea until God says, okay, now you have defeated the mosquito bites and the Israelites and the Polycholic heights. Now you're going to go and, and, and get rid of this sin. I said, oh, I didn't even know it was there. You know, resentment and getting even with people. And it's so subtle, folks. It's so subtle. And But God gives the victory. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. The Lord Jesus Christ will set you free from the bondages of pornography, from the bondages of anger, from the bondages of alcoholism, from the bondages of 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 of, of, of heck, pride. That's a bondage, folks. We think we know everything. Look, I I'm I'm gonna leave room for repentance for all people who I disagree with on TBN or any other word network or any other. Look, I'm not after Benny Hinn. That's why I'll never say nothing about him. But I'm going to tell y'all this. It is unfair for us to hold your friend or your your buddy or your confidant or your your wife or your, your uncle or whatever in bondage to, to certain standards 
of the people in the pew and then hold the leaders of the church with lower standards. Oh, he's a man of God, so he let him go. But you, you center on Block Talk Radio, you're talking bad about Benny Hinn. He's a man of God. Also, so Benny Hinn has the license to sin. Dun, 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 dun. License to sin by Benny Hinn. No, that is not the case. He has no license to sin, no matter what. He he's still accountable to God. Now. Am I going to send me to him in hell? No, I can't do that. But I can point out this. If you decide you want to live this life to please God, then count the cost. Just if you're in the public eye, count the cost. I promise you, as my listeners, I will not practice all day long talking about these guys. I will leave room for repentance. But I will have a show on Benny Hinn. I will have a show on Crusoe Dollar. I will have a show on most of these cats. And I will hold them responsible just like I hold mine. I will get the plank in the speck out of my eye first. But read Matthew chapter 7. Read it again. It tells you just not unless you be judged. And then, this is a long time to preach, but i got a couple more minutes. This is... We need to get this plank in the speck. That's what it says later on in that chapter. Don't stop at the first two verses or the first verse. Go on. That's why my people. That's why the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge, also distorted knowledge. Because you want your preacher to tell you what this all going Bible saying. Quit doing that. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Remember that, folks. I got a minute to go. I am. I apologize for the way this show turned out, but this is what you call. So I mean, that's all the stuff that has been bottled up, and there's plenty of more bottled up inside of me. Not to get even. I I I care about these people. I care about Zachary Timms. I mean, come on, my heart goes out to that man. But we can't justify these people. We can't. We can pray for them now before they die, but we're not the Catholic Church. We can't put them into heaven. I'm not saying he's not in heaven, and I don't know what happened, but I'm going to tell you this. I can almost walk up on his life and tell you he's not doing too hot right now, and I'm sorry to say that. That's not a good way to go off because I know they're going to shut me off, but God bless y'all, and y'all have a wonderful day. Enter the zone. The prophecy zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.